0: What is up, everybody? 515 Sports Podcast. Max Olson alongside Brock Bierman and Chase Winterbower. This is actually our second episode of the week. So, a little bonus content for everybody here. We're going to be talking to Big 12. All those kind of are from around the Ames area. So, you know, we know our Big 12 pretty well, I think I'd like to say. But again, this conference this year is mm, one of those where it's like, eh, have fun picking because I think everybody is fairly even. I don't know if there's clear top dog like there usually is with all the new changes and everything that's going on in the current college football world. But I am excited to see how we all feel about the big 12 this week.
1: Definitely. We'll be talking about our predictions in the standings where we see some of the teams finishing some players to watch out for possible sleepers. And of course, best bets. So as we prepare to talk about the big 12, There was some big turnaround at one of the big programs in Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley left for USC alongside his uh, quarterback he got to transfer to USC. So new program in a way, but Oklahoma for sure will still be a dominant factor in the Big 12, as you will see as we talk about these rankings. But now we will start with our predictions in the standings of the Big 12 conference. And as always, we will lead it off with our man, Chase Winterboer.
2: Let's start off here, boys. This is going to be a gauntlet. I mean, oh my, I had nightmares trying to pick. This is like the Big Ten West trying to pick the top teams. Anyway, so I'll try to dive right into this. So we're going to go with one. I don't know how I feel about it, but I went with Baylor. I think they're going to repeat. I can dive into details later, but I got Baylor at one. We're going Oklahoma at two, which I feel like is a pretty safe pick. Then this one might surprise people. Texas at three. Which I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, they get hype every single preseason, but I don't know. I I actually like him this year. We'll see though. Okie State at four, which I definitely think that them and Texas will teeter off each other. Um, I I can definitely see Okie State higher than that. Five, a little bit. No, no I promise, no bias. Five, we're going with the clones. Six, K State. Seven, West Virginia. Eight, kind of a surprise pick. I'm going with Tech. Nine. TCU, and 10, Kansas. So when I was doing my predictions, I pretty much, there's like three tiers, I think, to the Big 12 this year. You have the top four teams, right? Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, however you want to order them. Second tier, you got the Clones, K-State and West Virginia, in my opinion. And then you got the bottom tier, Tech, TCU, and Kansas. That's just my, that's how I did it. Uh, I think that's gonna be pretty consistent with that throughout the entire year. Now, obviously I can dive into teams later, but what are you boys thinking?
0: Well, I'm kind of with you Chase on some of it. Some of it I'm a little different, but that's what makes for good entertainment is me and Chase going at each other. So, Oh,
2: of course. Um
0: my Big 12 rankings, one I have Oklahoma, two I have I have a tie. I put a tie. I put Texas and Baylor tied for second. And I think that game on November 25th when they play each other for the tie break, I think that is potentially a game to go to the Big 12 championship i like texas i think it's oklahoma texas i think you get a little red river rivalry in the championship game those are my top three and like you said chase there is so many tiers in the big 12 that it's pretty divided so i got oklahoma texas and baylor then i got k-state then i got okie state then i got west virginia then i got iowa state then i got tech then i got tcu then i got kansas and before we don't talk about kansas at all I will say, I think Lance Leifold is the man for that job. I think that's a tough program to come in and kind of build. I think he's doing it pretty well. He's hitting the transfer portal. He's getting guys that fit the brand that he wants to build there. And I think he's the man for that job. Obviously, it's not going to be a one and done turnaround. It's going to be a build. I think he's the man for that job. And I think he'll do a good job. It's just going to take him a while. Those are That's my big 12 rankings. Brock, let me hear it.
1: So I'm kind of with you guys where we have three separate tiers in the big 12. But for me, the top tier goes one through three instead of one through four like Chase had. But it could be might as well be one through four, depending on who you are. But I have Oklahoma at one, Baylor at two, um, Texas at three, K-State at four. I just think a little bit of experience is going to help with that. And having a better quarterback to support Deuce Vaughn will help the offense move a little more. I'm not saying Martinez is an unbelievable quarterback. He's going to win the Heisman and K-State's going to shock so many people. I just feel like there's going to be situations where they'll be able to win because of that offense. Oklahoma State at five. Originally, I thought about putting them in the top two, if I'm being honest. I really like Oklahoma State. I, I've always enjoyed watching Mike Gundy and his teams compete in the Big 12. They're always fun to watch. The problem that I have is their schedule at Oklahoma is going to be tough. At K-State could be a surpriser. But, of course, since I have K-State above them, K-State would be the favorite in that situation. At Baylor will be really difficult. Baylor at home has proven recently that they can pull out some big games as they went undefeated at home last season but yeah i have oklahoma state at five but they could finish fourth or third depending on the situation at six i have iowa state they'll be able to compete in the big 12 they will definitely pull off an upset or two that's just what matt campbell does with that team uh deckers i'm not sure what kind of Production he's going to do, but you have a great receiver and Xavier Hutchinson, Hutchinson, sorry about that, and uh, some great running backs as well to help you on the offensive end. Defense will be good, but Iowa State at six. West Virginia at seven. They will be a great team to watch. I don't know about winning. They might keep some games close, but JT Daniels will be the X factor for that offense for sure. And then TCU at eight. uh, The only reason I put TCU over Texas Tech is they have more returners than Texas Tech. That doesn't mean that Texas Tech will finish below them because of that situation. But I do think experience when it comes to the lower teams does help a little bit. But I have TCU at eight. Nine, I have Texas Tech. And ten, I have Kansas. Even though I have Kansas at ten, doesn't mean I don't see them upsetting a couple teams wink wink texas
2: uh, yeah i love that bro no i definitely agree with you guys like i feel like kansas obviously they're probably going to be last but i mean they just seem to keep getting better every single year i don't know i i think they can get two conference wins this year
0: if you don't follow a ton of college football you might be laughing like ha, two conference wins what a funny guy no that's like that'd be impressive for them if they actually got two no yeah wins. yeah yeah so I think Chase has a good point there. I'm not like, yeah, Kansas is awesome. I just, I think they're trending in the right direction for them, but obviously they're not even a contender in the big 12 and probably won't be for a while, but I think they're trending in the right direction for sure. So my reasoning for putting West Virginia over Iowa state is solely because West Virginia has actually been a pretty solid team, but they're always lacking quarterback play. Like their quarterback is always just not good enough. And I'm not saying JT Daniels is a stud. I think he's significantly better than anybody they've had since probably Will Greer, which was, I mean, he was recent, but in between that gap, they haven't had like anybody. And I think JT Daniels is going to be a step up from everybody they've had. And they're returning their whole offensive line. Like their whole offensive line is back. And I can't remember who we were talking about last week on the podcast. Are we talking about Virginia? Cause you were dogging on me, Chase, but. They had to return their whole offensive line, and you were all, well, this is, I don't think they're going to be this good because they have to fix their whole offensive line. Well, West Virginia's got the same offensive line that they had last year, and I think that's just going to help them out a lot, and I I think JT Daniels will be consistent enough that having a consistent quarterback will benefit them, and they will be better than bottom tier, and I think they're just maybe a little bit better in that sense.
2: No, I definitely agree, Max. Like, I mean, returning all five of their offensive linemen is going to be huge. Obviously, they're going to have a boost in quarterback play. I mean, I think defense is going to be all right. I don't want, I don't think it's going to be amazing. I think it'll be all right. And I mean, winning in Morgantown is hard. I mean, it's a tough place to play. So I think that they're obviously going to have a lot of games that they're going to win at home as well. We don't need to go into this too much, but I am pumped for their season opener at Pitt, a little backyard brawl. Please, everyone, please watch this game. This is going to be electric. I'm really looking forward to this game. Obviously, it's not a conference showdown, but just a little side note. Please watch that game. But no, yeah, I definitely agree, Max. I could see West Virginia finishing up at five. Honestly, I'm kind of curious. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on K-State. I know, or who who had him at four? Was that both you guys, or is that that Matt was Hanks? that was
1: me,
0: or is Brian? I, I also yeah. I also had him at four.
1: Yeah, I want to hear you guys' explanation on that. Oh, and I talked about it a little bit with when I went through my predictions that Deuce Vaughn has somewhat a decent quarterback to help him on the offensive end and Adrian Martinez, I'm not saying Adrian's a beast. He's going to win Heisman's and K-State's going to go places, but he's able to pass. He's able to run when needed. And I just think the offense is going to open up. The playbook's going to be wide open compared to past years where it's like, give it to Deuce and see what he can do. But I'm not saying, like, tier list, they're in the same boat as Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and West Virginia, and maybe TCU. They're all going to be competing against each other and just beating up on each other. So I don't think they're going to be amazing. But in the Big 12, fourth through six is usually the same record, in my opinion, for what I see how this year is going to go. That's why I put them at four, just because I think, their experience is going to help a little bit with them winning more games compared to other teams.
0: I put them at four similar reason as Brock did. I think their defense is, it's got a bunch of veterans on it that have been there a while. And it it's kind of reminds me of Iowa States a little bit from last year, where it has a bunch of dudes who just been there and like, they were kind of started from the bottom and now they're, and now they're here. I think, That's kind of why it played into it for me. I also think Oklahoma State kind of has a tough schedule. Like, they have to go to Baylor. They have to – they get Texas at home, but they have to go to Baylor. They have to go to Kansas State. They have to go to Oklahoma. And Iowa State goes to Oklahoma State. And Iowa State just seems to have Oklahoma State's number. I think they'll lose some at home. Like, Oklahoma State's a good home team. They can drop a couple at home. And I'm not saying they will, but I just think their schedule's kind of tough for them to get it done and put them – above kansas state in that ranking but i think they're both very very close
1: i'll I'll add on to the uh martinez and vaughn connection uh vaughn had 468 receiving yards last year with four touchdowns so they're definitely not going to just run the ball with him they're going to throw it with him and honestly the fact that martinez had 525 rushing yards last year they're going to probably throw in some more option looks as well as rpos depending on the situation I like those two together. Again, I'm not saying that they're going to just shock so many people and finish even higher than fourth. I think fourth is their ceiling, and that's where I have them finishing.
0: I agree with that. I think they don't, they're not going to get higher than fourth, but I think they can definitely get fourth.
1: Yeah. No,
2: that's very valid points. Yeah. No, I definitely, I'm my, like, my biggest question for this team is our defense is just going to stack the box a lot because I mean, like, I, I think you guys are a little bit higher on Martinez than I am because I mean, when I'm looking here, I don't really think. 30 interceptions in four years is really impressive at all. So, I mean, I'm not really high on his throwing ability as you guys are. So, I'm just kind of curious to see how defenses are going to play against that. And obviously, you know, having Colin Klein, that offense coordinator, you'd like to think he knows what he's doing with Martinez since, I mean, they're pretty much, I wouldn't say the same player, but very similar, you know. So, I definitely, no, get you guys' points there. But, yeah, I'm just kind of curious how defenses are going to stack up against this offense that, you know, was – a little bit different from last year, but kind of going into, I liked uh, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is a stud. I mean, I think the Big 12 has two very good backs. You got Bijan Robinson and Deuce Vaughn. So kind of like leaning into that. I talked about Bijan. I kind of want to hear what you guys think about Texas because I know Max, you're pretty high on them. Brock, you're man. You're kind of with me. So Max, you want to start us off here? How are we feeling about Texas this year? This is always a good topic to talk
1: about.
0: Yeah. So I I like Texas because they have Bijan. Robinson who's him and Braylon Allen I think are the two best backs with Deuce Vaughn kind of hanging around there those are probably the top 3 backs in college football I like I like Bijan a lot I think he's going to be very 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 good but they still have Xavier Worthy on the outside and he he proved last year that he had the ability to be a solid target for Casey Thompson or whoever was decided to be quarterback for Texas last year I think Quinn He's going to be very good, and I think this because he had a year to be chilling and understand how to go about college football, because he reclassified, so I think when you reclassify and you kind of jump ahead of your time a little bit, you might say, everything catches up to you right away. Everything seems so fast. Everything's so new. He had that year at Ohio State where he pretty much just, like, he didn't have all this pressure. He didn't have anything to worry about. And let's be honest, Ohio state's a very solid program. And if you're going to learn from somebody, I would like to be in the locker room with Ryan day as well. I think Ryan day is a very good coach. And I think maybe, although Quinn wasn't QB one, he definitely learned a lot while he was there and going to Texas, I think fits his skill set very well. And I think he can just, everything's going to be slowed down for him. Everything's going to be pretty just even keeled for him the whole time. And while I know you're at Texas, it's a big school, and everybody's like, yeah, Texas. But I think he can get the job done for sure. They have some decent transfers coming in. But the thing I think is key for Texas is their O-line because their O-line is usually kind of eh. They have the best O-line class in the nation coming in. Now, will that directly translate to success on the field is what's going to be interesting to see. But I think that they will have enough returning dudes and young dudes to kind of find that match to make it successful for them and they play bama week 2 so i think they'll get smacked by bama and then they'll have kind of a okay well we're not there yet but this is how we can get their moment that's why i'm a little bit high on them
1: so similar to a professional football team in that state this fan base thinks they're back every year they're gonna run the table, and make a lot of noise. I'd say pump the brakes a little bit, not this year. Next year, I could see Texas making a lot of noise because they are really young at certain positions. The issue I have with this team is their defense. I looked at stats, and they were in the bottom half of the conference for pretty much every defensive statistical category when it comes to yards per game. Like I said about USC you can put up 50 points a game if you want, because they there will be a lot of weeks out. Uh, Texas puts up 50 points, 40, 50 points a game, depending on who they're playing. But it's the whole point of being able to get defensive stops that will decide whether they win games or not. And the Big 12 is not the old Big 12 of, we're going to just put up 50 to 60 oh points my Yes, a game.
2: thank you, Brock. Thank you. Because
1: yeah. I was looking at stats with these teams, and a lot of them were actually in the top half of the country for d- total defense and yards per game points given up per game. So the big 12 is not the, you just go out there, put up 50 points a game. We're going to put on a show and that's it. No, that you got to plan for these defenses now. So Texas, I don't know if they've realized that yet. And this year may show them that they need to rethink their defense, but I'm not saying that they're not going to be good. I really think next year will be the first year that I would even consider saying they're back or whatever that means to them and the the, that fan base. But they will be competitive this year for sure. It's just their defense scares the crap out of me uh, when it comes to them closing out games.
0: And I will say this, Brock. I that's why I think they're that's why I'm tied with Baylor because I think, Aranda is a pretty solid coach. And I think Shapin will be able to come in and be a good quarterback for Baylor as well. Um, and they have a really solid line, Baylor does. So I think that's why I have them tied right there because I don't know what to expect from Texas. And I think Baylor's a safer, they did it last year, they can probably do it again, pick. But I could also see Texas being those guys, those young guys that just come in and just, whoosh, just take off, right? But I agree, I think they do have some questions on defense for sure. That's why I like them and Baylor pretty much equal. I don't know who's the best out of those two. And that's why I think that game when they play each other head-to-head on November 25th, I believe, is going to be a game that's very, very deciding for the Big 12 and potentially like college football rankings as well.
1: You want to know a game that I have circled with Texas. And I know, Chase, you're not too high on this team, but November 5th at K-State is going to be – I think for them, just the, just Texas, anybody else could just be another game. The fact that they gave up 200 or so rushing yards per game last year is going to be an issue for Texas's defense against Deuce Vaughn and Martinez. But again, they might just stack the box the whole time and force Martinez to throw, which could become a situation that would struggle for K state. But that's a game I would, uh, be looking forward to or circling on my schedule if I'm a college football fan. As well as, this is just because I would love to see Kansas actually have somewhat full of a stadium. I look at their schedule. If they're able to upset TCU on October. Oh, bro, it's happening. Just you wait. October 8th, yeah. It very well could happen. And then November 12th, I think it is, at Texas Tech, if they are able to pull off two upsets right there, the following week after Texas Tech is Texas. Who did Kansas beat last year? Texas. Who is a powerhouse or a name brand for college football? Texas. This could be a game where Kansas fans, even though they may feel they're they going to probably get ran, they might show up to that game in Lawrence. And I honestly think that would be a cool sight to see, to have that stadium actually filled, just because they won two conference games early on in the season and they're going up against a ranked team that they beat last year. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, hey, I was right. just looking at the schedule and I'm like, I'm thinking of what would be a dream season for Kansas and like really just finishing close to 500 would be like a national championship kind of year for Kansas, man. If they could pick up two conference wins before Texas and they beat Texas last year, that'd be kind of a fun game to see, even though I think Texas would run them.
0: Imagine they beat Texas two years in a row. I mean, college football Twitter <sighs> is just endless, just ruthless. Texas doesn't even survive. They're dead. They're oh, dead. I can't They're even dead. imagine Twitter. College football Twitter ain't going to let them hear the end of it. They could win the Natty, and then they'll be like, eh, too bad, you lost to Kansas two years in a row. It doesn't count.
1: I mean, they do, <laughs> If I, if I'm right, they do have more losses against Kansas in the last 10 years than they do conference championships.
2: That's
1: ridiculous. Stat that.
2: no i definitely though i'm more with brock here i don't think this defense is gonna be anything special and that's why i kind of edged baylor over them i obviously had baylor finishing one i think though that i could definitely see them finishing maybe two or three but i gave them the edge because yes you know they lose bernard and uh peter or peter i forget how you say his name it was the safety you know i'm talking about anyways they lost those two but they also bring back Siaki Ika. He's actually one of my players to watch in this conference. The guy is a dog on the defensive line. I really like him. I think it all starts with the defensive line for this defense, and I think they're going to be just fine. And, I, and they got Dylan Doyle coming back as well. Had All-American honors, that linebacker. I don't know. I feel like Dave Aranda is a, more of a defensive guy, and that's why I feel like they get a lift and might be a little bit better than Texas. Now, yes, I agree, Max. Texas's offense is going to probably be better. But, I mean... I don't know. I think Blake Shapin's going to be all right. I mean, they were just all right on offense last year, and they were just fine. So um, that's my reasoning why I had Baylor at one. And then kind of last here, do you want to talk about a little Oklahoma football, or how are we feeling about the new Oklahoma team? I
0: like Oklahoma a lot this year. I think Brent Venables is a very solid coach. I think he can definitely get the job done for him. I also like Dylan Gabriel. I know he's not a typical not, not the OU quarterback from the past where it's Mayfield or Murray or Hurts. Like, he's not one of those guys where he can run the ball really effectively in things. But I think the hire of Jeff Levy is a key thing here for Oklahoma as he was the offensive coordinator at UCF that got Gabriel to have his best numbers that he's ever had in his career. And so these two reunite here at Oklahoma where you have a quarterback who's been with this offensive coordinator who has proved that he can do it while at UCF. UCF is still a very solid program, and they play quality teams. And Brett Venables is a defensive mastermind. Like He has been known at Clemson to be that guy on the defensive end that kind of just shows up and runs the defense. That's what he does. And while he's the head coach now, I think he still just is such a defensive-minded coach that he gets the defense under control and Jeff Lebby can run that offense to fit Gabriel's strengths and also, you know, play in the Big 12 for sure. And I just I just think the schedule is also favorable for them and it benefits Oklahoma just the schedule having Gabriel plus Lebby, that combo and then bringing in Venables on the defensive side even though he is the head coach, he still has very very solid defensive coach and I think just all of that combining together is enough for Oklahoma to be the top team in the big 12. And that's kind of why I think they are just having all of that mesh together.
1: So with Oklahoma, they made a great hireable hire in Venables from Clemson defensive coordinator. And it shows that they're not only prepping for the sec, which you need to have a defense to be able to compete in that conference, but it also shows the ever-changing big 12 conference that you cannot just hire an offensive coach and expect to be successful right away because teams now are developing great defenses. Matt Campbell has had a great defense over the past couple of years for Iowa state. Baylor showed that defense wins championships in this conference. Now, as they won the conference championship last year with an amazing defense, giving up only 19 points a game. So Oklahoma, they, they will have some rough patches. I don't know if that will lead to losses with this new head coach and new system and everything, but I have them at one because I have confidence in this coaching staff. And like uh, Max said, with the quarterback and the offensive coordinator situation, I feel like this team is going to find a way to gel quickly. And, of course, their non-conference favors them with being able to gel quickly with UTEP, Kent State, and at Nebraska on their schedule. So with all that, I I really like Oklahoma as a whole.
2: Yep, I definitely agree, Brock. Like, I feel like their offense might take a step back a little bit because, I mean, losing some of those guys is going to be pretty hard. But I think their defense takes a step up. So I feel like it just kind of bounces out, and I feel like they're still going to be definitely top of the league.
0: Completely agree. Completely agree, Chase.
1: As we wrap things up, we talked about our conference standings, players to watch, teams that we like. And we talked a little bit about the change of Big 12 conference, about how you can't just be an offense anymore that puts up 50 points a game and expect to win a conference championship. We had some disagreements on different areas. K-State was one that we talked about a little bit. It's a mixture of buying the hype a little bit, as well as just thinking that they might actually get over that hump, finally, uh, of being a competitive team in the Big 12. Any final remarks and best bets that you guys want to mention?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, final remarks. Obviously, I feel like the top of the league is going to be a gauntlet. I mean, I really don't know who's going to win. I have Baylor. I could definitely see it being other teams. I am, I really was looking forward to this all week. My best bet. I just said best bet for every single conference, right? But there's going to be three that I'm actually taking this year, and this is one of them, boys. So write your notes down. If you want to take it, go ahead. We're going TCU, under four and a half conference wins, and at max, it's only minus 110. Now you probably want to chase. Why do you only take under four and a half or under five and a half conference wins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I like the under here because guys, what were we just talking about? The big 12 is not just an offensive league anymore. It is becoming into a defensive league. I feel like their offense is definitely gonna be better, but I feel like their defense is just going to be worse. And I just really don't have high expectations for this team. Like, I think they're probably going to get an upset. Definitely in their schedule. I think they could maybe beat Oklahoma or Okie State at home. But, I mean, other than that, and like Brock, like I mentioned earlier, I think they could definitely lose at Kansas. I mean, they only beat them by three last year. Kansas is going to have this game scheduled on their calendar. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on and on about this, but, Max, what do you got?
1: Real real quick, uh, TCU, after Patterson left the program, went 2-2. Two two. They did upset a team, and but they also beat Kansas. But – from the combined score of those four games, 92 to 167.
2: Yes. Yes. I did see that too, Brock. I mean, I just, I'm not high on this team at all. I really have no clue why a lot of people are high on them. I mean, their offense is going to be probably better, but their defense is just going to get worse. So I don't know. I could go on and on, but we need to keep the show moving. Max, what do you got?
0: Well, so far, if you've tuned in to every episode, you know I've picked a uh, plus odds pick every time. <laughs> I am now coining the name plus odds player. So your boy plus odds player is back. He has another plus pick for y'all. My best bet is Oklahoma over nine and a half wins at plus 100. I think their schedule is very easy. They have UTEP, dub, Kent State, dub, Nebraska, dub. TCU, dub, Kansas, dub, West Virginia, dub, Tech, dub. That's seven dubs. They need three more, right? I didn't even say Kansas State, Texas, Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma State. They have all those games. They just got to go three and two in those games. You're telling me you don't think they can go three and two in those games? Come on now. Over 10 wins, plus 100, plus odds player is back. Let's go. Awesome
1: takes by both of y'all but that is the big 12 conference. Does anyone see any of these teams making the college football playoffs?
2: Uh, I don't, I really don't. I think they're going to beat up on each other so much. That it's just not even going to be possible, but I mean, really good top of the league don't really good teams just too many teams beating up on each other.
0: Brock, do you think anybody makes playoff?
1: If anybody, it'd probably be Oklahoma, but just like big 12 basketball during the regular season, the reason why, a lot of them finish in the lower seeds for the NCAA tournament. It's because they just beat up on each other all regular season. I agree. But, I don't, I don't
0: think anyone makes the playoff from the Big 12. I think they do all beat up on each other like you guys just said. But uh, that will wrap up our show here. Max Olson, Chase Wintervor and Brock Bierman. Again, 515 Sports Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. See you next time for a little SEC talk.
1: Let's go.